This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Good evening to you, sir. <laughs> How are you doing this evening? I'm good, man. Dude, we just jumped right in. You know, it's just one of those... jumped right in. Well, Didn't you, ask any questions. You know, for people that, uh, it, you know, that, that watch the live show, sometimes there's an occasional, like, pre-show banter, you know, or maybe we kind of introduce some things. And, and then sometimes they're not. And tonight it's was true. one of those times where you were just, like, pushing me into the deep end here. Um, you know, so I'm glad I had my nose powdered and wasn't... <laughs> I frankly wasn't picking it for that for that yeah, matter. Yeah, that's, that's good. You want to you want to make sure you're doing that. No, yeah, man. Things got, are uh, things are good. What's up? Well, you know, I I feel like I should address this since uh, you know, as you mentioned, we are we are doing this live and with yeah. a camera involved this evening, which yeah. means that people can see Poor folks. far more of me than they really ought to. I I have shaved. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, actually surprised I knew, you didn't knew, say anything. I knew when you, something when you was. Was off, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah, yeah, and I don't plan to. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's a good move. It's a good move. Yeah, my my wife has expressed the desire to see the beard come back as as fast as possible. And Why, I, now, what I, was the you know what what was the catalyst behind deciding to uh to to shave the old old beard? Yeah, well, you know how like when you're you're trimming your bushes in front of your house and like you go a little bit too far on one side and you yeah, think oh, yeah you know what just no and then you just, all the way down. Okay, so you kind of you, you messed up a. a little section big time and so you were like okay well let's just let's let's do do i go with mange or do i go with like child and i went with child (laughs) you know that's mange like yeah someone looks at you and is like well he either messed up shaving or he's a leper he's got some sort of disease (laughs) yeah so anyway fortunately that's good it'll it'll grow back my beard typically takes about a week or two to come back that's good you still have a you know we've talked about this before i grow my beard for a lot of reasons right i uh i I like i like having a beard i think it looks nice but also uh, i'm incredibly lazy and and (laughs) and this allows me to not have to shave um but a, a, a not insignificant reason uh, is because over the years, particularly in my late twenties and early thirties, I lost uh, my jawline, and and so it, you know my neck it doesn't kind of it it doesn't create a jaw. It kind of just goes from my chin down to to like my my chest. You know what I mean? So th- th- my my neck is my ability. My, my 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 beard is my ability to cover up yeah. my, my little turkey gizzard. That right. I have. No, I I get it, and thank you for now having everybody notice that. No, about but see, me. The, the thing is, what and why I even brought that up is you don't have the the little turkey gizzard. Well, yeah, you, I don't, eh, I no, don't know. You, you know, you you wear it well. It's, no, it's, it's more defined when I'm a little bit. It's in good. Shape my, you know, it mine uh, looks uh, you know more like I, I don't know when that uh character from uh, uh what's that terrible character from um. Well, how about her not go down that trail? Alrighty then. Never mind. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we go down this trail instead, man? We got to give a shout out. Uh, if, if I can, I, I don't know if I can do this or not, but I am. It's uh, your show. You do whatever you want. Dude, I'm going to give a shout out to myself. Yep, just well, did that. Well, I, you know, it is your show, but maybe, maybe there are some things you shouldn't do. Well, I had some great no, folks. No, how come? What, what's, uh, what's going on? I had dude? some great folks that I get to work with. Now, uh, let's talk Jackson for the third year in the row. Won best local podcast, dude. That's yeah. wonderful, man. So congratulations. Very, thank you very much. Uh, Dynasty, I think, has been thrown around, but of course, uh, I with, think it should be. With this being my last year in in Jackson, it was kind of a, a nice, strong way to go out. Uh, the local podcasting yeah. category, yeah. we our local area has a, a best of uh, competition. 
and uh, that is kind of the the people's choice. And uh, for the last three years, they've had a podcast category. And for the last three years, and I, I want to say oh, dude, this, that's wonderful. Steep competition. I mean, like really steep competition. Country Square Radio has been nominated in the past. Yep. So very steep competition. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so we we won this last past. Uh, uh, well, that's week. great, man. So yeah. Well, I, I love you know obviously what you do there is is really relevant for our local area, and so you know just engaging with local um, you know issues and uh, bringing in local personalities and um, you know people that are decision makers and that kind of thing it uh it's it's not just entertaining but it's you know it's it's thought provoking and i think uh i think helpful for our our community so uh that's great man congratulations thank you very much and i do hope the the show i think is actually going to outlive me in in terms of uh, what the future is well yeah i wondered you know of course we we did announce a couple weeks ago uh that you were moving to last week uh was it last week it was last week you're moving to texas but you know and we for about 30 seconds we gave a lot of people heart attacks but um (laughs) you know the the key to this deal is that the show uh will go on and and and, uh in very much it's uh it's current form um and so you know more more, more to come on all that, but we're really confident about the future of Country Squire Radio and uh, and excited about it. But I know you know a few of your podcasts. You are uh, either going to pivot or uh, you know like the uh, like let's talk Jackson. Yeah, let's I'm, talk I'm Jackson. assuming you know that's going to be uh, maybe given to to someone else or or sold uh, or, or, or or sold <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's it, it's great. a business. That's so, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's exactly right. So um, yeah. man, so it, it'd be great to see uh, kind of who takes on the torch of that. That's and, right. Uh, man, you, you've built a built a really good um, really good product there though. So thank you, you very be much. Proud. Yep. Thank you very much. Well, Ben, I'm uh, I'm I'm excited for a lot of things that are going on. Of course, uh, here in uh, in in yield. Uh, pipe shop as well, man. What's what's been going on in the shop? Well, you know, it it, it it's amazing. Of course, we talk uh, today uh, about you know it, it's cold, right? As we record this, okay. Are uh, we going to do this? It's Jan. We are. Oh, it's, wow. it's January 29th, and um, you know the the uh, the blizzard, the uh, uh, polar vortex. I think is what they call. All it. right. Before we make light of this, it, in other parts of the country, this is legitimate. No, right? it it is. Okay. That, that's that's exactly right. I just I just would like to say I wish I had a photo of what the roads look like today in Jackson. Oh man. Um the horror. The and 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 really, you know, I want to highlight the bravery of of tobacconists <laughs> like like those that work at the Country Squire that uh-huh. would that would, you know, brave those type of conditions and really put their lives on the line for the people that they know. Uh, on their school days off and bank holidays and government offices closed, you know that that people are going to need uh, for support within right. the midst of all the despair because of this terrible weather. Um, <laughs> and, you, and you know that they're going to need to come to a place like the Country Squire to uh, to to unwind and and connect and and all that. And um and and if you could see a photo of 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 just how bad the roads are, if if I can, if I may. Here's what you need to do. We, we can help you recreate this. Go into your freezer. Take out a single ice cube. <laughs> put it on the road and imagine that it was about a third smaller than it is. And that's what we're dealing with. And 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 then imagine because of said ice cube being a third smaller smaller than it is, then then um, and a single ice cube. I'm not. In, I'm not implying layers here. I'm no, saying just, like just, right. just, just one just little ice. I, I ice cube. Then, yeah, then right. the entire uh, infrastructure of our city, including our shut schools, uh, our government, and uh, and and some several local businesses are completely shut several down. Several local businesses. It's just. It's so funny, man. I, I had people asking me yesterday. They came by to get uh, last minute pipe tobacco and cigars, and um, you know, as they were leaving, I, I was joking with them. I was like, "Well, you, you know, is your next stop to go get bread and milk?" And they were like, "Well." 
well, yeah, I got to go get bread and milk. And uh, of course, you know, no power outages. Uh, you know, the the temperature doesn't get to you know below twenty eight last night. It's just re- completely ridiculous. But uh, but anyway, I, I do want to highlight the bravery uh-huh. of of people like the the fine tobacconists <laughs> at the Country Squire who who are willing to put our lives on the line to to continue uh, continually serve our customers. So uh, you know what, Bo, you're welcome. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> I was I was actually messaging my uh, my father in law this morning. They live in New Hampshire, right, right, right. And you know they were. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, you won't believe this. And you know, we sent them a photo of what the uh, you know what the uh, the streets look like, which was just like a normal street, basically. <laughs> and then um, you know we were just like, you know, everything's shut down. The city's in complete uh, disrepair. It's 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 a complete mess. And he sent me a photo of of his uh, of his driveway. And it was like, you know, four and a half feet of snow, it, like the wind chill is like negative 18 and nothing is shut down. Yeah. yeah. No, they've got the infrastructure. <laughs> so, you know, they, they know what they're doing. It is yeah. crazy. And it's funny, I was, I was actually in Chicago this last past week. And I mean, you know, you want to talk about cold. I thought I was going to die as yeah. soon as I got off the airplane. Yeah, no, really, really. You know, it does. We talk about a lot of pipe smokers in that area, big time, man. Um, and and it's incredible, uh, you know, what people this time of year go through, particularly if they don't have a, a tobacco lounge or something uh, that they can go to, a, you know, a, a smoke shop, a pipe shop that they can frequent. Uh, you know, it's really difficult. It really is. We talked about, you know, our, our dear friend, Justin Griffin up there, who burned out several pipes uh, just trying to huddle underneath his garage, <laughs> right. uh, you know, to try to smoke in those conditions. Uh, had a yeah. uh, pipe pilgrim this past week. It was so great to see him. Uh, um, and he, he was from originally from upstate New York, lives in San Antonio now, but, um, you know, had braved the weather, learning how to smoke a pipe. And, uh, man, that's commitment. You know, that's that's commitment. You got to do it, man. <laughs> you do it in the cold, you get anywhere else. That's for sure. Yep. Uh, speaking of anywhere else else and just places in general, we have got, as we've mentioned on the, the previous episodes, we've got a pipe culture series that we're kicking off uh, where we're going to be diving into places. Now, the yeah. idea behind this is we're talking about the places that you might go to enjoy your pipe. Like what comes to mind? It Maybe it's the place that you actually go or some place of significance to you that is a calm place or a communal place, or maybe it's a fictitious place. Maybe it's an idealized place in which you would love to smoke your pipe. We want to hear those stories from you as we put together this series of pipe culture places. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I really do. Everyone's got their special kind of go-to spot uh, for that, and it's uh, you know very much tied up in their Zen moment that uh, comes with the pipe. So uh, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll yeah. be a blast, I think it'll man. Be fun. Pipe culture is always uh, always a lot of fun. So looking yeah. forward to getting into it, um, man. One more announcement. This uh, yeah. this actually came in um, a day ago on Twitter, and it's from uh, listener Bob Meltzer uh, at. M-E-T-Z-M-O-B-O-B on Twitter. And he says, uh, hey, guys and gals, it doesn't appear that anyone has sent you the info about the 31st annual St. Louis Pipe Show. Thank you. Yes. Um, I kind of retired from handling the details of the show after last year's show, but I thought I'd better get it to you so you could spread the word. And uh, of course, he sends in um, some stuff. We'll we'll be sure to retweet out if we haven't already. But uh, it's the 2019 um, St. Louis Pipe Club uh, show. It's the uh, 31st uh, annual and um, man, just really, really exciting. February sixteenth, uh, nine a.m. to five p.m. It's at Webster Webster Groves Masonic Lodge, and that's at twelve East Lockwood in Webster Groves, Missouri. Uh, zip code six three. 
8119. Um, and uh, so anyway, just going to be a great time. The uh, no, no admission to get in, but lots of great vendors. And uh, of course, it's a very historic, uh, exciting show that, uh, you know, a, a great uh, you know, contingent of the nation's pipe community will be at. So if you're in that part of the world or uh, can get up that way uh, for the um, uh, February 16th, I think you'll be be really happy you did. So, yeah. Yep. Hey, you know what? Since uh, since we're catching things here at the, the last minute, that's really good. You know, I think uh, last week um, there was a question that we got in about the uh, the awards or rather the kind of the the, the badges the notifications of the best yeah, of no, that's right. Squire Radios 2018 yeah, yeah. and uh, those are officially actually as of today posted out to our Facebook page uh, so we've actually got a photo album with all of that uh, if you are one of the winners you'll be able to find yours there and we'll also be kind of promoting those individually on Twitter as well and uh, and stuff but I think that turned out really really nicely you yeah know, no I agree if I do say so myself mm. <laughs> For, so really really excited to uh, get those so uh, yeah check those out again that's did you design those yourself? I, I did. I did. Um, Looks you, like you did a couple of them with your left hand. Well, they, they, <laughs> I'm, I'm left-handed, so thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe your right hand. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm supposed Whichever to Whichever one left-handed. is more insulting to you. I'm That's... ambidextrous. Well, there you go. Mm. <laughs> I'll get you some other way. <laughs> All right, man. We have got... I, I tell you how you're going to get me. You're going to get me this episode because we are doing one of the, the most fun... Uh, episodes of Country Squire Radio. The the kind the lazy man's Country Squire Radio, as John David thinks of it. Tobacco? Drink? <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Evening? With best friend? What? <laughs> Squire Select. <laughs> In the Squire Select series, we basically take various beverages, generally, and pair them up with, uh, you know, the, the best pipe tobacco, or, or perhaps a preferred pipe tobacco yeah. that you might enjoy yeah. while sipping this beverage. And historically... That has generally been whiskey, bourbon, scotch, scotch yep. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. We, we have gone outside of that. We've done gin in the past. We've done tea. Uh, I believe there is either been a coffee or talk of coffee. Uh, however, we even did beer one time. That's been a long time ago. We did do beer yeah, one time. A long as time well. ago. Yeah. I, I, I love this series because the Squire Select series is so vast that we could do this until we're dead. <laughs> There's just so Literally. so many wonderful beverages, and we live kind of in this, uh, especially in the beer section. But I mean, it's it's true. I think whiskey as well we're in this kind of renaissance where people are testing out these small batch uh type blends or small batch uh beverages that you can also mix uh, mix and match with these small batch blends and it's a lot of fun tonight we're not doing anything that we've done before <laughs> tonight we're doing rum yum yes because what do you think of when it's cold outside and there's a winter vortex rum rum caribbean rum but obviously because i mean it, it's it's transporting <laughs> us to the islands right i mean i think that this is good this okay, is good. All right, all no, right. It, I, I just see that. It's it's funny. We it is interesting. Um, you know, Bo and I. Uh, do you, are you a rum drinker? Are you much of a rum drinker? I'm a because rum. I, I, admittedly, I'm not. Okay, so okay, that that's good. We should probably establish that. So I, I am under the right circumstances. Like if I am on the beach. Yeah, I'm drinking rum, man. Okay. I'm drinking like a okay. lot of Is it in like a mixed drink or like a, like a pina colada? Or okay. Yeah, man. Okay. I, I'm a, and that, that's good. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. I also like just to kind of do the, the general kind of grog-esque of, uh, you know, the the uh, coconut rum with some lime. You know, you put the lime and the coconut, you drink them both together. That's uh, that, that's my method. Yeah. When I'm sitting out on the beach, no, got my good. fishing pole in the sand as it's bobbing up and down. I'm sitting back. I'm reading a book. 
That's that. That is my paradise. Okay, good, good. Maybe that's one of the places we can uh, we can talk about. <laughs> that's um, good. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm not much of a rum drinker, but I, there are things. Um, uh, recently, uh, you know, I've been drinking, and dabbling a little bit with rum, and it's been a lot of fun, really, because it's just not a, a spirit I've engaged with very much. You know, back in the uh, college days, you know, you drink a few things of this and that, and I, I think I drank some some pretty cheap stuff that uh, left you with bad headaches. You know, back then, but <laughs> starting to starting to find some more interesting uh things uh, here you know going on um uh, you know more recently and it's been it's been great rum is uh is is a fun beverage of course we have a lot of listeners that regularly talk about uh their enjoyment of rum they're pairing it with spe- you know specific pipe tobaccos and and so we thought we'd give that a give that a uh, give that a shot tonight yeah. yeah um rum what is rum it's an alcohol that is distilled uh from sugarcane byproducts okay so we think about uh you know molasses uh just uh, uh, you know, sugar water, the the actual juice from the sugar cane itself. Um, you know, this is distilled from that uh, type of thing, and so we're thinking about something that's relatively uh, sugary, right? Uh, you know, and you think of if you've ever had just molasses, which you know in the South we uh, talk about uh, mola- you know, a biscuit covered in molasses kind of thing. It's just ooh, delicious, but uh, real complex and uh, syrupy, and um, you know, there's a, a weight to it that I think is uh, unlike other um, you know other things, other syrups. That's like good, it yeah, well yeah. a lot of that is imparted of course you know if we're talking about rum into that uh into that type of spirit but there's a lot of variety there too we have light rums uh dark rums you know these are uh dark rums are often drank uh, by themselves maybe on ice or or neat uh, depending on the quality um you've got light rums that occasionally might be drunk like that but but you know most often i think are mixed with a uh, certain type of cocktails we you know we think you mentioned the pina colada or um you know different types of things obviously the old rum and coke uh, which for the first like you know twenty years of my life, I thought people were saying Roman Coke because I I did not connect that it was a rum and coke, and wow. I, I just never was really exposed to rum. And were so you, were you? Ordering I was it? like, well, what's a Roman coke? No, I never ordered it. That's okay. the thing. I was like, well, I don't want a Roman coke. I mean, you know, I mean, maybe a maybe a Greek one. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, really ignorant. Yeah. So um, amazing. But yeah, just, that's, that's it, what they were teaching ab- at state. Absolutely right. right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let me, get, let me get a side of shrooms with that. That's yeah. What, no. That's, no. That's, that's right. You yeah. You got that there. Roman coke with the shrooms. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. It was. Uh, you know, just just had no idea. But as uh, you know, have um, you know you, you you do appreciate the the rum and coke and and that type of thing. So obviously, rum has a very a uh, couple things. It has a connectivity with. Uh, the history of the Navy, and particularly the Royal Navy. You know, we think about the British Empire, and um, as it was growing in the 17 and 1800s, um, you know, the the concept of those rum rations, and uh, you know, making sure the sailors had enough of that to uh, maybe drink by itself, or maybe mixed with water or beer to create grog, as you as you mentioned. Right. Um, you know, and and so uh, that's very much a part of that sailing culture uh, during the time, and of course, you know, with the Caribbean being uh, such a, a piece of that history, such a you know geographically significant area for the Royal Navy, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, as a pipe smoker, you know we we do think about uh, the concept of Navy tobaccos, right? Which are uh, maybe topped with a little rum or uh, flavored with a little rum or or some molasses to give it some added sweetness. And so um, sometimes that's the case with with tobaccos that call themselves Navy, um, and sometimes it's not. I think it's more of just a um, you know kind of a you know homage 
much to the the flake cut or a, a rolled tobacco or something of that nature. But uh, regardless, we do you know if if you are a seasoned uh, tobacco smoker, you know you will you know see those tobaccos that are called navy and uh, and be familiar with that. So um so got got a couple of fun ones tonight. Yeah, We're gonna, man, let's um, do it. Gonna dive into this. The first one. Uh, that I want to do. This is actually a regional thing. So if you're not okay, we're uh, going with this one first. We're we're, we're going to go with this one first. Okay. Yeah. So um so we have a dear friend, obviously of the of the show that uh, brought this to uh to you, I believe. As That's a, right. As a gift, Shouts a out to gift. Mark VV who uh, I, I posted this out on Twitter as soon as you uh, yeah. were able to pass along to me. This is really good. You can uh, occasionally. I I believe there's outlets where if you live in a state where it's legal, you can get this shipped to you. But my my sense is you're not going to find this uh you know in in a grocery store. Near you unless you live in Louisiana, <laughs> and uh, this is uh, this is a really delicious, interesting uh, rum. It's called Old New Orleans Rum, and it is uh, this is their tricentennial blend. It's seventeen eighteen. Um, just a really really interesting rum. Uh, you know, it, this is actually, believe it or not, the oldest uh, distillery rum distillery in the United States, and so uh, the the oldest rum distillery in right? the United States. There's not oh. uh, you think about rum and it, we. We've had, obviously, over the years, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, bourbon places and, and gin and vodka and other things. But, uh, you know, as far as rum, there's not been uh, a lot of kids on the block in the U.S. market, uh, you know, where the stuff is being 100 percent produced here. And so, um, you know, it's only a 23-year-old brand, which is kind of kind of fascinating. So this uh, Old New Orleans rum, this is the tricentennial blend. This particular rum was founded by a guy named uh, Michael, uh, I'm sorry, James Michaelopoulos. I'm sorry, uh, James Michaelopoulos. Gesundheit. Yeah, no, that's that's right. I'm <laughs> I'm assuming he may be of some Balkan heritage, uh, Greek Greek heritage, as it were. But anyway, founded in 1995. Um, you know, it's interesting. He went to Switzerland and was consuming a lot of things uh, over there with some friends that were locally made, and he was interested in dabbling in spirits. And um, he he was like, well, why can't we, you know, make something like that here in Louisiana? Well, what's interesting, Louisiana though, he he thought about wine, but you know, it's it's not if you're familiar with Louisiana. It, it's not the best place to to even think about growing grapes, right? You don't think about growing grapes in Louisiana. Maybe some muscadines or muscadines, something. Muscadines, yeah. Yeah, I mean you're not going to grow you know super high quality uh, grapes for uh, you know Cabernet or a, a you know Sauvignon Blanc or something in in a place like Louisiana. It's just not not conducive to that. And and so he was like, well, what do we have here that we can make? Well, what is Louisiana covered with? Sugarcane. Tons and tons of sugar canes, right? right? Yeah. I mean, it's just that's uh, you know in in the United States, it's it's you know one of the the centers of that and the hubs of that. So, um, you know, it's just a, just a great opportunity. Several kinds of rums uh, from the new old New Orleans uh, rum factory uh, have been produced over this over the years. Uh, great rums. They've even got some that are infused with chicory. Uh, so we think about you know things that are local, native to them uh, in Louisiana. Searching, it's like man, they they should try to you know infuse a rum with Perique maybe be kind of interesting um <laughs> that's which uh, terrible. yeah which you know has the, has the effect of you know getting you uh get, getting you a little tipsy but then also you know sending you to the uh to the hospital so oh, yeah man. <laughs> but uh 1718 this is <laughs> sorry hang on you know you've seen the barrels you've seen the Perique barrels rum aged in uh Perique barrel <laughs> uh man it, it would be um yeah it would I mean it'd be it'd be incredible uh, would you try it once I I'd, I'd probably I'd probably try it 
and 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 then spit it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, you know, there's ways of like we 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 have seen Perique being used in very small batch, you know, whiskeys and stuff. It's not like it's aged in the Perique barrel, you know, but somehow they take that flavor and maybe infuse it uh, in some creative way. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just saying that there might be a potential there for something that's uh, that's worth drinking. So and, and, that, and that is not seriously damaging to your health. If you say so. Um, <laughs> speaking of, of worth drinking, you've already got some. Yeah, no, right? absolutely. Take oh, a yeah. uh, take a swig. Take a little bit of this right here pouring it down so as Bo is pouring uh this particular one the tricentennial blend it's uh 17 it's named 1718 that is the year that new orleans was founded um and so it they kind of did this as an honor to the city of new orleans uh you know that obviously has been there for three uh three centuries all so, right yeah. cheers man cheers okay <laughs> now isn't that interesting so i was trying i was uh having a little bit of this earlier i got like a very like at, but the first word that came to mind is caramel, but it's more like a butterscotchy, licorice-y. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know the flavor. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to put my finger on it. Yeah. This this screams to me, it, it screams uh, butterscotch. Yeah, yeah. right? It, it really does. I mean, you can almost taste... Uh, you know the uh, the Werther's candy or whatever mm, in, in mm-hmm. your mouth as you're drinking it. So in, incredibly uh, sweet rum. This is a very sweet rum. And as we're looking at the bottle. Um, you know, we, we do occasionally like to describe the bottle. Very uh, simple bottle. It's got a blue kind of shield, uh, you know, cover on there. As the oldest rum distillery in America, we toast New Orleans 300 years uh, with the finest blend uh, in classic Madeira casks. Um, uh, 17, 18 tricentennial blend fit for history. Um, it's a very light colored rum, you know. So very th- this light is rum. extremely light color. It, it is kind of a, a butterscotch uh, caramel color. Uh, and then you drink it and you think, man, that that tastes like uh, like candy. Yeah, it does. It, it, I mean, it, it re- like an old fashioned, you know, confectionery. I mean, it's just it tastes like butterscotch. It really. I don't know how else to say it. Well, you even mentioned like the the molasses. How molasses kind of has a weight to it. And while at first glance this certainly doesn't necessarily have a weight to it, but it's almost like the flavor does. You know what I mean? Like you almost feel kind of as the, if there's that, a richness there. Yeah, the, yeah. Where there's has been kind of melted down, but <laughs> not burnt down. Maybe you, maybe just, cut a little bit with some. Uh, you know, it, it's not quite that sweet, but it's it's pretty doggone sweet. Yeah, it is. And I mean, the taste. I like. I, I, this is going to sound weird, but it's almost got like a thick taste to it. Yeah, Does that no, that's sense? fair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which I think is is you know uh, characteristic of a lot of uh, sure. a lot of dark rums. So. I will say this is something that, as someone who doesn't necessarily like drink rum straight up tonight, notwithstanding, um, seems like a rum that is meant to be drunken straight up. Yeah, I, I think you're right. There is literally zero bite mm-hmm. in, in in trying this mm-hmm. rum. And so, um, I mean, not, none none whatsoever. And actually, that leads me, uh, frankly, into the pairing of this uh, this tobacco. It, it's interesting. Um, you know, when I wanted, when I when I drank this, uh, this particular rum, I wanted something. It, it, it's so light and sweet. Frankly, I I wanted something with a little bite. I, I wanted something mm. with uh, to pair it with that uh, you know exposed it to just a little more um, pleasant harshness that left you with uh, uh, I don't know, but just having known that you uh, you know just consumed something that was strong and, and that kind of thing. This is such a uh, a, a drinkable, gulpable, really uh, rum that that is incredibly sweet. And so um, you know, I was searching for something that was a very uh, natural flavor. 
but also had a had a pleasant bite to it. Came down to a couple a uh, couple of tobaccos. Uh, it's interesting. I, we both of tonight's pairings are going to be uh, bulk tobaccos, tobaccos that you can get uh, by the ounce. Uh, maybe at your favorite tobacconist. But you know, I, I wanted something. Came down to two, and and the one uh, oddly enough that I uh, that we picked out is um, Peter Stokeby Luxury Navy. Flake. Uh, of course, we we talk about and and mentioned before as we're kind of dis- describing the history of these, uh, you know, uh, tobaccos and and rums. Um, you know, a lot of Navy Flakes are flavored with with rum. It, what's interesting, it, you know, the Stokeby tobacco doesn't have any um, discernible flavoring. You know, there may be some lingering, uh, you know, topping in there. Maybe they've used it some some type of oil, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, the the luxury Navy Flake from Peter Stokeby is not a uh, it's not a sweet tobacco. It's not a rum flavored tobacco. You smoke it, and it, uh, it there's just not uh, not a whole lot of sweetness there. But uh, you do have the natural uh, sweetness of the Virginias and the Perique uh, that leave your mouth just with that pleasant sting, right? I mean, there's mm. a there's something about smoking a bright uh, Virginia leaf, uh, you know, a, a flake that's torn apart, particularly if it's got that Perique in there, um, that, that just leaves you with a little more um, a little more substance, I think. And so that that's my only uh, thing with this particular particular rum is that it was um, it was a little mild for me and and pretty doggone sweet and so I wanted to cut that a little bit uh, and and introduce just a little more uh, complexity and, and and substance and so um, so yeah luxury navy flake uh, I'll let you smell that Bo I got you got a little bag for us right here as best I can great right tobacco now my are like oh you got the crud. I do have the crud. So, I, you know, <laughs> normally I do like to kind of address the tin note and that sort of thing and yeah. discuss the actual, like, uh, tin itself or uh, or whatever the uh, the packaging may be. No, that's right. Here we've got a beautiful Country Squire labeled plastic bag. Well, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a thick four mil bag. Yeah. I will say I like your approach here, though, because, you know, as you mentioned, uh, Stoke, Peter Stokeby doesn't necessarily have that strong of the, you know, casing the flavor. Whereas that's right. You yeah. almost get the sense that this is casing. Like this is what they case like in, other in, stuff. In, in the rum. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the rum is like, man, did they really like melt butterscotch and put in there? You almost kind of want to, this is, <laughs> you almost kind of want to like submerge the luxury Navy flake, Ooh. pull it out, dry it, and then smoke and it. And then smoke it. Yeah. Well, maybe. That might be a science experiment. Maybe right we should. Hey, I do that before I drink the rum. That's, aged <laughs> <in fruit. laughs> That's not a bad idea. I don't know. I, I could, I could maybe get on board with that. So, um, man, so the uh, old, pairing. old New Orleans, uh, old New Orleans rum, seventeen eighteen tricentennial blend, uh, paired with the the luxury navy flake, and of course, rum, rum with the uh, the navy flake, always, always a good pairing. I kind of feel like the it know, was like noise should go in right there. I mean, it was kind of low hanging fruit. I'll be honest, the other. The other tobacco that I, um, you know, flirted with on this was uh, Mac Baron Scottish Mixture. Scottish Mixture also has a similar uh, a similar bite uh, that I really find pleasant and 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 obviously more complexity. But I think it was too sweet for this particular rum. There was a um, a sweetness there that I just didn't. Um, didn't think would would pair uh, maybe kind of overdue. I feel like the uh, more you know natural grassy flavors of the luxury navy flake uh, really you know pairs with this a little better. So yep. all right, man, all right. great pairing. Yep. All right, what we got next? All right, so um, this has been um, oh. yeah, this is it's pretty good rum. 
All right, release. By, by ways, release the Kraken. The Kraken. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, you know, at Kraken Rum, we have uh, this this really handsome bottle, man. Golly, it's just, uh, um, you know, really good looking. Um, you know, it's just one of those that, you know, you're walking down the rum aisle and it immediately sets itself apart. I, I got to make mention of this really quick. Uh, you know, as, as as you know, and as I've mentioned before, we've got the, uh, uh, the Sea of Thieves is a, a game that recently, by the way, has become like one of the biggest, like, streamed games yeah. like a year later like yeah. all of a sudden people are discovering it as you may all recall I was here at the beginning of all <laughs> this and everything but you know we we started our kind of our small group the uh, the uh, the Squire Scallywags and I remember in the early days of that game they had a Kraken that would attack your ship and it was oh, really? it didn't happen all that often and so I remember I was drinking I went through a bottle of Kraken as me and the guys were playing <laughs> And then finally, I got to the end of the bottle, so I tweeted out a picture of I finally slayed the Kraken while playing Sea of Thieves. I bet the Kraken slayed you, but it was just the bottle. <laughs> Later on, the Kraken did come and, and slay us. But, yeah, uh, no, that's that's right. But yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. Shout of out to the Squire Scallywags. Oh, that's great. That's great, man. I, this is this is good spiced rum. You know, I have not again. I'm not much of a rum drinker, but from the rums I have had uh, of late, as I've kind of experimented, it's been it's been pretty tasty, uh, relatively affordable. You know, we're talking what twenty five bottles of. Uh, twenty five bucks a, a a bottle here. That sounds in, right. Yeah, at least in our state. So not you know you know not something that's over the top. Uh, very very affordable. This is a black spiced rum. Very dark, thick, uh, oily rum. You know you you can't. It's not one of those. You hold it up to the light. You really can't even see through it. It's just very. Um, you know, doesn't have that light butterscotch look that the uh, that the old New Orleans. Oh, it's has, like but, the ink that um, the Kraken secretes across the sea. It, it, that's correct. Oh, it, Roy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that's that's exactly right. And, and it so, grabs you, and it it tosses you about like you're a little little toy in the bathtub, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Are, are there are there Scottish krakens? Is that uh, yeah, they Scottish. They go around and they try <laughs> to stop all the Scottish ships. I didn't want to go with my pirate voice. I wanted to go with something a little bit different. No, I think you nailed it. Yeah. Right, that's right. You, you, you did you did pretty good. <laughs> you, you, you did pretty good. We do have a kilted pipe guy listening. So uh, I, I kilted we, pipe guy I'm knows really, the kraken is out for him. <laughs> I'm excited to uh, hear his hear. His feedback. Um, so, uh, Kraken. You know, I remember when this came out. This particular rum. Uh, it only was introduced in 2010, but this is a pretty um, widely available rum. We can find this, um, you know, around uh, pretty readily. You know, regardless of what state or or area you're in. But I remember when it came out, everyone was excited, and um, you know, the the bottle's really cool looking. Um, it is. Yeah. Th- th- there's not much as you uh, research. You know, it, if you go to their website, Kraken's website, first of all. It's not very helpful. Like you go to it, and it's very apparent that they're trying to sell the 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 spirit based on you know oh this is a cool like it's 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 the kraken it's solid market and that's really all they it is solid all market. they want to communicate yeah. to you is that this is a cool looking rum it tastes good and it's it, it, and it's called kraken like it, you know obviously the 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 you know it, it, just go to their website you'll see it looks like it was made inside a tattoo parlor which is which is awesome right but i mean it's you know it's just not particularly helpful if you're like researching the uh, the the, uh, <laughs> the the spirit itself um you know they say it has 11 secret spices in it um you know who knows what that is uh, but whatever it is it's uh, it's Water? pretty yeah what, what whatever it is though you got to give it to them they've done a good job it's it's, it's pretty doggone good. Um, 94 proof. This is produced in Trinidad and Tobago um, and then imported, of course, in the United States. Um, you know, it's 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 got a, uh, you know, a base of super sweet molasses, cane sugar, 
uh, you know, it's it's thick, it's rich. It, uh, again, this is not a rum you can see through. It's very, uh, you know, it, it's dense, it's oily, uh, you know, and, and you love all the romantic uh, stuff that they put out about this uh, from their, one of the few things you can get from their website. Um, <laughs> I wish I could read this in, in Bo's, uh, you know, great accent, but uh, I'll, I'll have to read it in mine. Uh, As it is told, the Kraken rum is an imported rum from the Caribbean, blended with secret spices. Named for the sea beast of myth and legend, Kraken rum is strong, rich, black, and smooth. It is said that a ship carrying... This is where the, like, you know, ridiculousness comes in, right? It it is said that a ship carrying one of the largest quantities of black-spiced rum ever to be brought over from the Caribbean islands for unexplained reasons never reached its destination. Stories were plentiful, and while an attack by the Kraken is suspected, no stories were ever confirmed. Dun-dun-dun! Barrels carrying this black-spiced rum drifted off the ship into the sea, and the rum was renamed after the Kraken as a tribute, some say as a sacrifice, to the beast's unchallengeable power, power and might. There are a few first-hand accounts of encounters with the Kraken, as most who encounter the Kraken do not live to tell the tale. Ooh. All right. Well, with that, cheers. Cheers. Isn't that good? It's very good. And it's it's interesting because, you know, Kraken rum, obviously, it's got, it's got quite a lot of flavor to it. And I never really thought of it as complex, but compared to kind of what came before, you do get a lot of different kind of spices uh, in, in that swig. But here's the thing. I mean, like, it, it's important to note so much of the marketing because this is a rum that is built for because of, like, like the marketing really absolutely, a- a- Absolutely. And, you know, we, we talk about that regularly when we're doing Squire Selects, right? So many of these, um, you know, whiskeys and, you know, we did uh, the Pendleton Rye, I think we did last time. It's like, man, they're, they're really playing up this uh, this cowboy thing, right? And this particular rodeo that was real popular. I know what they're doing, yeah. That, you know, that, that, and it's not even like this particular type of uh, whiskey has even anything to do with that. But they, you know, they're, they're playing off that. It's it's kind of part of the fun. You know, and, and I guess there's um, there's a story to be told with everything. And if it's related or not, well, it just makes it fun. No, I'm, I'm down. I'm absolutely down. Yeah. Uh, but delicious. I will say that with this one, though, you know, with with it being kind of a, a black rum, you can drink it as is, or you can mix it. I often uh, use Kraken to create dark and stormies, which yeah. is kind of a, a variation yeah. of the Moscow Mule, just using rum as opposed to or dark rum as opposed to uh, uh, vodka. That's right. That's right. I I actually bought my first bottle of Kraken rum um, when I was trying to replicate a a uh, drink I found locally here. Um, it was actually actually at the restaurant Saltine, which we mentioned. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, occasionally on the show but saltine local uh you know place just a really uh good seafood place you can go get oysters on the half shell that kind of thing but they have it they have a drink i forget what it's called but it, it was really good and just from the i tried to replicate it at home so I, i'm going to give a, a quick recipe uh using kraken rum uh if you have your little uh your little bar tool thing I, I, what's it called the little flute it's like a jigger maybe i think it's got the measuring you know uh, i know what you're talking proportions about. Yeah, yeah. in there so the so what what I, what I do is i typically will uh, muddle a little bit of mint in the bottom of a shaker, um, and then I'll use two ounces of rum to one and a half ounce of uh, pineapple juice, and then one ounce of ginger beer. And if you uh, put that in ice, shake it really good uh, in in your shaker set, and then uh, you know strain it. You can you can either pour it on on ice, uh, serve it on ice, or uh, you know, just just drink it basically chilled and, and up without nice. the ice. Um, man, really good drink, and I, I've just I've really come to love that. And so uh, Kraken seems to be a, a good fit for that, and uh, and I've enjoyed it. Yeah, 
Yeah, saltines, uh, they, they do a lot of interesting things. A lot of custom beverages. cocktails. You know, a lot of these trendy restaurants now across the United States, you see that type of thing. So, this, is, this is really um, good. All anyway, right, so, try, try that out sometime. So, so. I'm, I'm, I'm on a pirate ship. I'm on an ancient vessel as I'm traveling yes. across the, uh, the seas. Yes. And, uh, you know, the spray is in my face and the kraken might be below. And my accent keeps going back and forth and back and forth in the same way. <laughs> Boy, that it does. <laughs> but I want to smoke something right now as I'm drinking a little bit of this rum, waiting for the <laughs> Beast to strike me. And what is it? I grab my pipe and I pack it up with sweet burly. <laughs> Man, I, just I, some straight sweet burly. It, huh? It's it, this is actually uh, this is a great product. It, uh, we use it in some of our blending uh, at the Squire, yes, but um, yeah, really really tasty uh, by itself as well. This is burly light without a bite. Uh, B L W B, and it's made by Lane. Uh, Lane over the years, of course, they have a, a lot of. Uh, you know, different real popular blends. We've talked uh, so much about, you know, favorites like 1Q and HGL. But, um, you know, Lane, uh, you know, has some that are just very simple and uh, both uh, on their own as a, and as in blending ingredients. And uh, Lane BLWB, this is a this is a sweetened burley. So it's just got some little kind of little little sugar topping on there. Um, you know, the, the, the flavor of the Kraken is so uh, complex and rich and um, gosh, you just don't really want to mess with it very much um and so i was looking for something that was uh mild uh light um you know sweet but not over the top sweet and uh and i, and I really uh was led uh, over and over to burly light without a bite and and, and in, in smoking this while drinking the kraken um man talk about tasty like it just a really really good balance i, I felt like it was uh uh you know it they both they both helped each other out. It wasn't a conflicting thing at all. It was very very good. So uh, Lane Burley Light without a bite, a breakthrough in pipe tobaccos. Here's a Burley blend without Burley's traditional bite, uh, and Lane Limited's fabulous aroma. Uh, this unique blend is not for the Cavendish smoker, but for the person who likes Burley. So um, you know it's a we're looking at a and really ready, who doesn't and and who and who doesn't well and and you may People not claim you may not admit it like I was about you, to you say you may not admit it right yeah. but 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 folks love Burley. And uh, Burley's great. You know, it's it's really good at receiving uh, flavorings, uh, just kind of simple sugar toppings like this particular Burley has. Um, you know, but it, it also, it adds a lot of body, a lot of volume, uh, which does go, I think, with the kind of molasses-y, Kraken flavor uh, there. Uh, there's also, you know, when you when you exhale the burly tobaccos, there's a lot of smoke production. It's real thick, uh, super satisfying, and I think it just uh, just goes well with the Kraken. So, uh, Bo, give it a sniff. All right, I'll do my best. Oh yeah, all right. So that's Isn't the thing. That great. When you mentioned burly, I'm I'm surprised you went this direction because of you know when you think of rum, yeah. what do you think of sugar. Yeah. When you think of burly, what do you think of sugar? Well, you, you can. I yeah. mean, I think of sugar. Yeah, maybe you, it's just you can. Thing, it's just it's so it's it's so often sweetened, right? And, exactly. And, and it's also often uh, you know mixed in your in your favorite aromatic blends and uh, to give things body and uh, you know it, it, we've called it before on the show the tobacconist best friend. It really you know, is. It really uh, is. It's it's a great uh, a great leaf, but um, you know it's it's got some legs to it. It's strong, uh, strongish, but the flavor is not particularly strong, uh, except for that nice little sweet sugar topping. See, that that's the thing. Like show. all I think about um, in terms of the actual flavor of burley is kind of that sugar is, is a sweetened yeah. yeah yeah and so from that standpoint it's just it's an interesting combination but i see it i especially see those deep plumes of, of, of pipe smoke coming through the air i don't you love that you know what any anytime you smoke a burley blend of course there is a um a heaviness to it um if you do find yourself you know we have a um uh, several 
you know, listeners that are burly sensitive or they say they are, um, try, you know, if you get the courage and, and someone's maybe got some of this sitting around, try, try Lane's BLWB. Try, give it a shot. Um, you know, I think uh, – I, I think it's something if, if you smoke a quarter bowl of it, you'll you know appreciate it for what it is and it won't overwhelm you. Really, really nice mild uh, smoke. Really good. Well, I'll say this. If you happen to be trying out any of these tobaccos and you're drinking your <laughs> rum a long way and you fear the Kraken might be below you, <laughs> you might want to know that you're sailing across the seas not with some $5,000 pipe that you might have gotten off of eBay and probably spent a bit too much. <laughs> no, that's not what you want. You want a good quality smoke that you can also know you get at an affordable price so that when the Kraken is dragging you down to the deeps, you know that you didn't throw away some five million dollar pipe <laughs> I just spit all over the mic <laughs> it's a squire select baby and of no, course right. we're talking about our good friends good quality corn cob pipes for our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum that is right man that, that is was going right. to be one of the most epic transitions no, I kind of fumbled it there at the back it's like uh, if you're going to walk the plank with your uh, expensive pipe meh. you know well we do we do talk about you know we, uh, on the nautical thing we do talk about the uh, Missouri Meerschaum pipes obviously being great for fishing and uh, boating and things of that nature and um man they're just and so slaying the beast of the deep and and destroying krakens apparently <laughs> um which i'm, I'm you know sure folks, i'm talking uh, about drinking the rum all right i'm gonna stop that'd be good yeah uh <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, so many, uh, man, so many great pipes at Missouri Mearshone, obviously. And um, man, the, the one that we want to feature tonight is the Mark Twain. The Mark Twain is one of my personal favorite uh, Missouri Mearshones. It's got a generous bowl, a tall, uh, tall, large bowl. It's kind of a narrow opening, and uh, it's great for Virginia tobaccos and 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 flake tobaccos, uh, tobaccos that need, um, you know, just a, that certain kind of chamber to help those sugars bake in there, and and uh, and and just you know bake really, really perfectly. So that you can enjoy the tobacco um, and its full sweetness. So uh, the Mark Twain's great. It has kind of a Dublin-shaped bowl. It comes in a bent and a straight variety. Uh, really generous sized pipe, but uh, but you know a, a full uh, large bowl, not oversized, but um, you know certainly not a MacArthur. But um, you know for a large pipe, it's something that uh, is is portable and handy and uh, and and very um, you know very. Uh, very smokable. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, if if you have smoked a Mark Twain pipe, please uh, you know send us a photo of that. We'd love to retweet that out. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy it if you haven't. It's a clean look, a great uh, classic pipe, and uh, and one of their best. So um, anyway, Mark Twain pipes. You can find them at corncobpipe.com or at your favorite pipe shop or tobacconist and uh, tweet that in. Let us see some photos and we'll tweet those out. And thanks for uh, Missouri Mearsham for sponsoring the show. Pipe question of the week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week this week comes in from Joshua Cole. No relation? I don't think so. All right. Yeah, poor, for his sake, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Joshua and his wife are in the process of building their first house or okay. building a house. Yeah. Uh, he says, I've convinced my loving bride to allow me to have a cabinet in our laundry room for my pipes and tobacco. <laughs> She's like, well, I mean, I, you can have it in the laundry room. Yeah, you know, we, we can't provide marital advice. Right. <laughs> he says, uh, the thought I currently have is a cabinet with a single door on the outside, but slide out trays for mason jars. <laughs> For mason jars, tobacco, and a single tray drawer at the top for my pipes. Okay. I've tried to find pictures of this online, but haven't had much success. Uh, Would there be any issues storing the pipes in a drawer lying down horizontally, given the fact that I leave them on the countertop for a day or so to fully rest before placing them in the drawer? Thank you for all you do for the community. It's truly appreciated. Again, that is Joshua Cole. No relation. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't think suspected so. no relation. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dad? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What, what well, a way to find that out. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I know. By the way, I sent the uh, DNA testers in the mail. Um, <laughs> no, um, always, always a lot of fun on Squire Select Night. Um, yeah, no, uh, you know, Josh, I, no, no problem with that at all. I, you know, a lot of, especially if you're drying the pipes out upright, uh, you know, maybe on the on the countertop before you store it away. Man, I cannot tell you how many of the most sophisticated pipe smokers out there, you know, their their pipe, you know, cabinet, if you will, if you can call it that, is a large Tupperware bin they shove under their bed. You know what I mean? I mean, we're not talking about sophisticated, uh, you know, uh, storing uh, ways here. I mean, man, just as long as your pipe is clean, uh, if, if you do let it breathe a little bit, dry out, man, you're, you're fine to do that. I think um, one thing you did mention, though, you know, this is a laundry room we're talking about. Um, a lot of a lot of houses actually the 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 pipe storage upright or not that that's not what um, you know concerned me about this. I think what the first thing that jumped out at my mind or the question anyway was what is the climate control like in your laundry room? You know, I know in my house the laundry room was the afterthought. Of course, I live in an ancient house and it was just kind of shoved on the back. But you know the um, the laundry room is not. Uh, particularly heated and cooled very well, and so the temperature extremes are very large in our in our laundry room, uh, uh, and also other laundry rooms. You know they have uh, various extremes because maybe you're running the uh, the dryer and the dryer's putting off a lot of heat, uh, something like that. Um, that honestly, with the laundry room aspect of where you're storing your pipes, that would be my biggest concern and for your tobaccos as well um are you going to have a wide uh temperature variation that's going to monkey with the you know the structural integrity of your pipe um you know any type of thing like that cooling and 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 heating up over and over um of course your pipe is doing that but you know if it's if it's for a prolonged period and um, you know, every day kind of thing. I don't know. That could kind of mess with maybe the stems. Um, you know, certainly, um, you know, the tobacco that's there would not being stored at a at a constant temperature. I, I would be more concerned about that, uh, frankly, than anything. But you know, if that's not a um, not a big concern because of the climate control or whatever you have uh, in in that laundry room, I think you'll be fine. But yeah, certainly storing your pipes uh, in a drawer uh, where it's not on a rack. You know, as long as you have you know let your pipe uh, dried out. Um, you know, and and hopefully let it sit up. You know, ideally a little bit uh, before. You know, like you said, on the countertop, maybe a day or so before putting them away. Um, man, I I think that's absolutely fine. Yeah. All right. Well, great question, great Joshua. Question. Yeah, really great question. And hey, if you got a pipe question for us, be sure to send that in. That is show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that's show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions! All right, man. Quick fire questions brought to you by Country Square Radio merchandise. That's right. We got a shirt now, and you have it in your possession. Can people buy it? Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) But very soon. Why would they be able to buy it? That'd be crazy. Uh, Why would we even go there? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Really excited to get that to you. (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna be great. Even more excited to tell you how you can buy it. Soon. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> TBD. Uh, all right, man. So uh, these are coming in from Ryland Brown. Yeah, Ryland, of course, uh, came down from Arkansas, man, and won our last long uh, slow smoke competition That's right, man. at the Country Squire. And uh, matter of fact, the other day we updated our uh, our plaque that uh, has all those names and, and uh, record times on there. And so Ryland now has his time emblazoned at the Squire uh, for uh, forever. All right. Pretty so cool. here are yeah. Ryland's uh, quick fire questions. 
Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. I mean, prefer Netflix, but admittedly probably spend more time on YouTube. Uh, form or function? Form. That that surprised me that I answered that so. Uh, it kind of surprised me that you straight, answered like that. Yeah. Straightforward, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to go with form. I, you know, as in in thinking about that, it's got to be. Um, pleasing on that front, even if it's very functional, uh, you know, a lot of times I won't appreciate it unless the form is there as well. Interesting. I, yeah. I can be either and I appreciate both, but what I tend to do is try to surround myself with somebody who is more the extreme of one so that I can represent the other. Okay. You know what I mean? Like in any kind of creation type so situation. So am I the form to your function? I would have thought it was the other way around, but I th- actually, I think you're right. I hadn't really thought about it from that standpoint. <laughs> like, uh, I, I was thinking more about like product development, but I mean, this is a product, but it, yeah, it, no, that's right. Yeah, but no, I, I yeah, you, you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't that precious? It's probably why I'm like, like what wearing the? like a hoodie right now, and you're like all nice with your. Oh, I got my yeah, I've got my pea coat and, and everything. <laughs> yeah, a fountain pen that you know, none of that makes sense. Golly, all right, fair point. <laughs> uh, hamburger or tobacco or tobacco? Wow. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a Squire Select, ladies and gentlemen. It, it is. It is. Uh, hamburger. Well, the answer, of course, would be pipe tobacco. Right. Uh, hamburger or taco? Uh, taco. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go with taco. I, I love hamburgers, but man, a taco. It's I more love, versatile. You can do, man, a, do a lot more. A doggone taco. Yeah. I don't know. Hamburgers are versatile. I love both, obviously, but I, I'll, I'll go with the taco. I feel like in the modern era, where everybody's trying to do crazy stuff with both of these type of like food. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess categories. Staples. Yeah. Yeah. The more crazy people get with hamburgers, the more the the less. Um, versatile it is okay you know what i mean yeah it's like all right now here's like 30 gazillion things packed on top of it and you're gonna need a fork and a knife to even like attempt this or as a taco you just you know put a bunch of stuff in there it's fine it's great and you can no, eat it that, that's yeah very versatile money or free time oh can't money buy free time uh yes i would i would say that free time my, my grandmother used to always say that time is the most valuable thing because it's the one thing you'll never be able to make more of or get dang, back dang i know right and Gosh, so from that yes as long as i had enough money to to make it um i guess free time yeah yeah no time is yeah by by yes by all means i mean really you work for the money so you can have free time exactly it's all about the free time that's right yeah that's right yeah, I'll go and, with then that. When, and then when you start using your free time to make money then it's, it's, it's crazy no that's it pen or pencil pen yeah if you're gonna write something make it worth it uh pencil <laughs> because i'm dyslexic and i misspell everything <laughs> no that's good that, 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 that makes sense yes yeah. sir all right well great questions ryland and hey if you've got some quick fire questions for us be sure to send those in show at countrysquireradio.com again that is show at countrysquireradio.com dot com your thoughts your comments listener feedback all right, man, for listener feedback, you know, we're, we're kind of running a little bit later than usual tonight. Uh, why don't we go ahead and just jump directly into the live feedback we've been getting? Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, over on YouTube, man, uh, Rob Peretti, uh, or, or Petrie, uh, Rob Petrie said, uh, you know, you had mentioned, uh, you know, what, what would people in Louisiana be able to distill? And so he made the suggestion of crawfish <laughs> wine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, is, uh, that, is, that is repulsive, yeah. and yet we may have some listeners that are interested. Speaking of uh, uh, nutria, might be another another option. Hey, I could see that. If you don't know what a nutria is, uh, Google it. Uh, also, YouTube is uh, basically they've they've collectively agreed that I should have been carded before tonight, uh, given the fact that uh, in my beardless state, I do look underage. Um, That's fair. Yeah, yeah, no, I think so. That's fair. Uh, Bob Metzl says, "I hope they remember to talk about the St. Louis Pipe Show." We we did. We, Which were we did at the beginning of the show. Able to uh, mention yep. that. Do you actually? Um, I don't suppose have the uh, the. 
Can we, can we give it another pass just, just to just, make sure? Just one more pulled up? We yeah. want to make sure that Bob is satisfied. Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, St. Never Louis, want to anger the Bobs. St. Louis Pipe Club presents the 2019 31st Gateway Area Pipe Show and Swap. Uh, that's Saturday, February 16th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, they do, I, I did not mention earlier, they do have a pre-show reception Friday night uh, from 6.30 to 9. Uh, that's at Wester, Webster Groves Masonic Lodge, uh, 12 East Lockwood uh, in Wester, Webster Grove. Missouri. Um, and uh, anyway, be sure if you're in that area, uh, man, uh, please try to make it. No admission uh, involved there. And uh, man, you'll you'll have a lot of fun linking up with, uh, you know, pipe smokers from all over the country at, at frankly, one of the nation's uh, best pipe shows and, uh, and most historic. So uh, be sure to go. All right. Yep. Good deal. Uh, also, Gene Barker says, um, uh, <laughs> this just makes me happy. Uh, your accent is even worse than mine. No, that that's that, fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that is that is whatever the opposite of high praise is. That that's what that was. Yeah, that that's that that yeah. It's, we're just at a race to the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, that's you not know, right. <laughs> that's right. I mean, we may be there. In which case, we're just like you know pounding on the base. But yeah. Uh, and then Russix, uh, in in reference to the Kraken, says he thought that you would pair it with Cornell and Deal's uh, blockade runner. You know, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That lo- of course, lots of good things from Cornell and Deal. Yeah. On, on Twitter, Commodore Perry, he says, by the way, I think it's worth mentioning that the Aristocob mentioned in last week's episode, actually, uh, they had the corncob inserts were made by Missouri Meersham. And yeah, that's right. For a while, they were made by our friends at Missouri Meersham. So, man, such a cool concept, right? You had this uh, metal pipe that had this kind of carriage thing that, hold, that held a, uh, a really uh, clean Clean smoking, cool smoking, uh, Missouri Meerschaum insert, uh, which you know allowed you to swap it out. Um, it just very fascinating. So um, yeah, pretty pretty cool. Uh, check that out if you uh, listen to last week's episode. Really neat on uh, all the different kinds of metal pipes that there are. Uh, Kilted pipe guy, he says my reaction to at the railbow York uh, trying a Scottish accent, and it's a uh, it, it's it's a gif. Of uh, if, it, it's a gif of a um, some some type of sea creature uh, running, and it's followed by the words "nope, nope, 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 nope." <laughs> nope. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, you know, I, I think he did okay. I, th- I think he did okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Gene uh, Boker, uh, he also says uh, Bowker. I'm sorry, Gene. Uh, he says. Um, Richland rum in Georgia is great. Aged, aged in bourbon barrels, they own their own cane fields. Uh, and he's uh, smoking some straight sextant tobacco tonight. Yep. All right, man. Well, good stuff. Well, hey, uh, thank y'all so much for for joining us for the live show. And uh, don't worry in terms of you know, the emails, uh, reviews, and such. We'll we'll have that uh, more of those for you next week. Yeah, but, of course. Uh, you know the Squire Select, man. Sometimes it runs a little bit long. You know, you gotta wonder why. I I don't know. Cause I'm having a great time. It's fun, man. <laughs> it's the best. Squire Select. It's awesome. Well, hey, you know what else is awesome? That is, of course, following us throughout the week. You can follow me. I'm at the Real Bow York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. And of course, the show's handles at Squire Radio. But all that and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. dot com dot com dot com. We'll never do it again. <laughs> It was amazing that one time, and those that heard it know what we're talking about. No, they, not, if if you heard it, you were you you'll never forget. Yeah, it. I know. But it was like a magical not, moment. Tonight was, was not the night. No, it was not, and it won't be again. <laughs> <laughs> Just to accept it. <laughs> All 
All right. Well, hey, man, this was uh, this was a lot of fun. And, you know, hey, I want to just kind of close out by mentioning, uh, we mentioned that at the top of the show, but we do have that Pipe Culture episode on places coming up. We've already gotten a lot of really great ideas and thoughts uh, shared with us, but we'd love to have you uh, share your thoughts as well. Be sure when you email the show, show at countrysquareradio.com, that information, put places in the title. It'll just make it easier to find it. And, um, yeah, we got that coming up here in, um, gosh, about two or three weeks. It'll, it'll be a fun episode. That's it. All right, man. Well, hey, this was a this. It's Squire Select. Yeah, it's fun. Squire Select. It's nighttime. I mean, every, everything's right in the world. Yeah, man. At that uh, seventeen eighteen from Louisiana, as we fought off the kraken that came for us, we fought it back. We grabbed our swords and pipes, and we fought it back to the depths. It tried to rip us down and pull the ship of this show, but we wouldn't let it. No, we drank our rum and smoked our pipes, and we sent it back to hell. Let's go have a night. Let's go have a night. been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. Oh, 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 oh